breaking news from KXAN News. And we're covering several breaking news stories today. An Austin ISD police officer was shot outside of Northeast Early College High School in East Austin. More on that in a moment, but right now we're also tracking a homicide. Police say two people were killed in a shooting in a South Austin neighborhood on Shady Wood Lane. That is between South First Street and South Congress. Let's go out live to Sarah Alshay, who is live in that neighborhood for us tonight. Sarah, any word from Austin police on what happened? APD tells us right around noon, 911 received several calls for shots fired here at the 7300 block of Shady Wood Drive, and that callers were saying there were possibly two victims. Now, a few minutes later, APD arrived to find a male and a female victim. APD says one person died at the scene and the other was taken to a hospital where they later died. And APD says they have no suspect in custody at this time. One neighbor we spoke with was home when the shots were fired. I thought I heard something like fireworks or something. Pop, pop, pop. I look outside, yeah, there's, there's police going down the street. And I stepped out and, and, and looked down the street and there's just somebody laying on the, on the sidewalk, you know, you know, on the curb and sidewalk, you know, and, and the policeman's giving him CPR. Like I said, APD is still trying to find that suspect. We don't know if this was random or if this was targeted, and that's exactly what APD says they're trying to piece together. Tonight at 10, we'll have more on this story. Reporting in Austin, Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Sarah, thank you very much. And now to more breaking news tonight at 5. An Austin ISD sergeant conducting his routine campus checks was shot in the leg at Nelson Field in East Austin. Now the shooting happened off of Highway 290 right next to Northeast Early College High School, which was put on lockdown. The officer was taken to the Austin Travis County EMS station just across the street. Our Jayla Washington has been there all day getting the latest for us. And Jayla, they're also looking for a suspect in this shooting. Yeah, that is based off of the very latest information that we have from sources. That suspect is still at large. At large, we did hear from the police chief of Austin, this Austin ISD, uh, a few hours ago, and he wouldn't say much about that suspect because of the ongoing investigation. But he did want us to let everyone know that no students were hurt as a result of everything that happened earlier. Now, for the past couple of hours, we have seen school buses just really uh, coming and going from the school taking students from the school under a controlled release. That is when an officer has to go to a classroom and actually escort students out in small groups and onto buses. We saw a helicopter circling over the school just as well as the neighborhood after the district told us that no suspect was in custody. AISD's police chief tells us this all started around 1040 this morning, but still isn't saying why or how shots were fired. Again, a request from investigators who don't want their work compromised, but he did say that the call came in that the officer was being struck by gunfire. Now, with lots of questions still remaining, a lot of parents not feeling good this evening. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. One of my daughters, she says she's hiding. But I say, do you see something? She said, no, and she don't know really what happened. They told them there was a shooting around schools. There's uh, approximately 15 different agencies that were here uh, assisting in the investigation. Uh, our investigators and the Austin Police Department Aggra Aggravated Assault Unit are coordinating the investigation. And 
Now, the district also tells us they're going to be sending out a, a letter to parents later today, really just about next steps moving forward regarding uh, classes tomorrow, counseling resources, uh, things like that. But as you can imagine, just a very scary situation for everyone out here today. Daniel. All right, Jayla, thank you very much. And Austin ISD transported students from the school to the Delco Activity Center to reunite families. And they're calling this a controlled release. So let's check in with KXAN investigator Kelly Wiley, who saw this all happen this afternoon. And she's live for us at the Delco Center now. Kelly? Buses have brought students here class by class, and they've been directing them to the back of the Delco Center, where then parents are up front waiting to be reunited with their students. You can see there's still a lot of parents out here waiting, a lot of cars coming in. Earlier today, there were families lined up across the side of the building. This afternoon, the school district told parents, do not go to the school's campus. Instead, come here to the Delco Center where we will do a controlled release. We did talk to three students who say they heard the gunshots earlier on campus. They were out on the soccer field, they said, and they said they immediately ran and left campus. They actually came to the Delco later today while we were here because they wanted to check in on their friends as they were being brought here. I didn't want to find out what it was or who it was. And I just ran to the, some apartments because I had my truck there. And I ran and I just left. There's always like a uh, Austin IZ cop parked at Nelson. So it was probably like one of the cops I see every day at school, you know, which is like scary, you know. School officials did say for parents or families who weren't able to come to Delco to pick up their students, they did bus those students home. There's still a lot we really don't know about the situation, but one thing that we are hearing from families as they come to pick their kids up is that they're overall happy with how the district handled what was a very scary situation. In Austin, Kelly Wiley, KXAN News. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And this all comes as the U.S. marks a tragic milestone. The country has broken its mass shooting record. According to data collected by the Washington Post, a pair of mass killings in Texas and in Washington on Sunday marked the 37th and 38th mass shootings of the year. Mass shootings being defined as four or more people killed. Last year's record was 36 mass shootings. In Dallas, a 21-year-old man shot five people inside a home, killing a toddler and three adults. And in Washington, deputies believe a murder-suicide claimed five family members. Now, the number of people killed in mass shooting this year sits at 197, excluding the shooters. That is another grim record, according to the data collected by the Post. To the war between Israel and Hamas now, fighting expanded throughout southern Gaza, forcing displaced Palestinians to flee once again as Israel tries to completely destroy Hamas. The Gaza Strip is a growing humanitarian crisis. The United Nations warning of, quote, an even more hellish scenario. This as incidents of both anti-Semitism and Islamophobia have surged here in the United States, especially on college campuses. Elite university leaders are taking sharp questioning from lawmakers today over combating the rise in hate while protecting free speech. And families of hostages still trapped in Gaza are pleading with lawmakers to help desperate to bring their loved ones home. Over $1 million has been raised for one of the three Palestinian college students injured in the Vermont shooting last month. Hisham Awartani was left paralyzed from the chest down after he was shot and a bullet was lodged in his spine. The 20-year-old junior at Brown University and his two longtime friends were out for a walk in Burlington when the shooting happened. Two of the men were wearing traditional Palestinian scarves at the time of the attack. 
A 48-year-old man has been charged in the shooting. Now, these donations will go toward Awartani's rehabilitation, as well as an ongoing cost of his care and adaptive living needs. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, it's cold out there this morning. In fact, the Austin area's coldest morning in eight days out at the airport where it's always a little chillier, two degrees above freezing, where the low was colder than normal for this time of the year. 72 right now on a gorgeous live picture as the sun gets low on the horizon over Lake Travis. Our Oasis camera always live for you on KXAN.com. It is a few degrees warmer than it was 24 hours ago, dipping into the upper 60s now in Austin, 71 though in Rockdale and down south in San Marcos. Coming up in your forecast, I'll show you another cold night tonight. What to expect where you live. A big warm up just a couple days away and also an update to the next chance of rain during some of your weekend plans. All right, David, thank you very much. We'll ahead our one on one with Austin Mayor Kirk Watson. His goal is to beef up police staffing and keep Austin safe. The fourth special session at the state capitol is coming to a close. The unfinished business lawmakers are leaving. Well, today we talked with Austin Mayor Kirk Watson about several city issues and concerns, one of them being bringing up Austin police staffing to where it needs to be. Mayor Watson says he believes the relationship between city leaders and police has gotten better and that great progress has been made. He adds that he's had conversations with the Austin Police Association President-elect Michael Bullock about what he needs for his officers, specifically an ordinance that deals with officer pay, retirement, and recruitment. But he says one of the most important things right now is getting a union contract. Ultimately, the best way for us to uh, get more police officers ultimately and the best way for us to show uh, our support for the police is if we can get to a contract. Um, and now we also talked prior, with Mayor Watson uh, about the partnership between Austin Police and DPS. He says he doesn't anticipate that partnership will be resurrected. The level of Lake Travis going down almost an inch today as the water has cooled off another degree. Both lakes still low as we wait on beneficial rain. Coming up in your first warning forecast, though, we do have an update on the big El Nino expected to bring some rain this winter. The Texas legislature wrapped up its fourth special session this afternoon. Lawmakers are headed home, leaving education savings accounts, school safety, and election bills on the table. I would have loved for the House to pass some clean school finance bill, whether that's SB2, whether it's SB1 without the voucher, and we tried. But when the governor of the state puts all of his political pressure on lawmakers to not fund public education, this is the result you get. While lawmakers did pass bills to fund the border wall and criminalize illegal border crossings, the fourth special session ended with no action on a slew of education bills, as you just heard, made worse by Republican infighting. The main disagreement was over Governor Abbott's priority of education savings accounts using public funds to pay for private school. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick slammed House Speaker Dade Phelan for what he called failed leadership for the entire session. At a news conference, Patrick specifically faulted Phelan for failing to use the last week of the session to move legislation, including a school safety funding bill. He had six days to go. A session is 30 days. That's 20% of the session. What the hell was he doing for six days? He could have called him back on Saturday, called him back on Sunday. He could have done something Friday. He could have called him back Monday. They had time to act today. 
Now, Speaker Phelan released a lengthy statement touting the priorities Republicans did get accomplished this session. Now, a spokesperson for Governor Greg Abbott said, quote, the fight for school choice will continue until it's won, but did not say if and when a fifth special session could be called. And one measure that failed to pass before lawmakers went home was a bill to speed up the process of lawsuits challenging an election. Senate Bill 6 is a response to lawsuits filed to contest the results of the November constitutional amendment election. Because of the court challenge, those election results have not been certified. So that means billions of dollars in property tax relief is on hold, as well as funding for power grid, water systems, and broadband improvements. Now, the bill would not have stopped the lawsuits but it could have helped them get resolved faster. That bill quickly passed the Senate on Friday, but was not considered by the House before the end of the session. Let's check in with David now as we enjoyed another beautiful one, David. Absolutely gorgeous and a little bit warmer than yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I'm splitting hairs. The weather hasn't changed much <laughs> over the past few days. Let's go out to the state capitol where things look quiet on the weather camera. Here is the Austonian weather cam with the sun getting low on the horizon. 530 sunset tonight. It's 69 degrees. Wonderful evening if you want to take the dog out before dinner time. Pollen count also a little easier. Hopefully you're not breathing too uh, with too much difficulty these days. Mold and cedar counts have been low and they're trending even lower. You may see a few high clouds producing a pretty sunset, especially south and east of Austin. Those clouds not really heading our way and not really changing our weather. High pressure in control. The blue H means blue skies and that's why we've got a nice clear night tonight and a beautiful day tomorrow. Overnight tonight, be advised it will be another chilly one like last night. Like last night, many of us drop into the middle and upper 30s outside of downtown Austin. Those coldest rural valleys could approach freezing, although it won't be a widespread freeze by any means. We'll be closer to 40 degrees tomorrow morning in Austin with light northeasterly winds. Let's talk about the next weather maker beyond that. A gorgeous more couple days in front of us, but a piece of this broad storm spinning way up here in the Gulf of Alaska breaks off, increases clouds, and then brings a cold front our way this weekend. So let me step you through broadly how all this goes down. I told you it's beautiful and cold out there tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with just a few high clouds. But on Thursday, as southeast winds ramp up ahead of the system, yes, it gets warmer, but it also gets cloudier. Mostly cloudy and dry both Thursday and Friday. Friday. All of this culminates with kind of a less than climactic cold front passage early Saturday. Here it comes before noon. I say it won't be that dramatic because we won't have that much rain or thunderstorm activity. Just a few scattered showers, maybe a rumble of thunder east of the Austin area, and then the rain should taper off late Saturday as gusty winds and cooler temperatures return. The good news is as our extreme drought continues in the Austin area, rain projections are up a little bit. It's still not what we need at all, but we're now hoping for something in the hill country and maybe a tenth to a quarter of an inch in the Austin area and eastward. Hey, speaking of beneficial rain this winter, which we certainly need, quick update tonight for you on El Nino. Uh, ocean temperatures in this big red blob, a crucial and particular area of the eastern Pacific that we look at, they have now warmed to a two-degree Celsius warmer than normal threshold. That's important because this is no longer just a strong El Nino. It's crossing into a very strong El Nino. If you've lived here for a while or if you've read our winter weather outlook on KXAN.com, you know that El Nino winters often bring a lake level rise, beneficial rain, drought relief. This is not really transpiring in the next seven days for us, but this is good optimism that we should still have some beneficial rain coming this winter. So let's just hold on tight. Okay, tonight, 
41 degrees with light winds and clear skies, 30s outside of downtown Austin. Tomorrow afternoon, a hair cooler, 69 degrees. It's going to be wonderful. Light north winds spinning around to the southeast and just a few high clouds in the sky. Notice though, later in the week as clouds increase, daytime highs approach 80 and overnight lows about 20 degrees warmer than they have been as well. Here comes a 30% chance of a storm early Saturday, then colder, windy weather behind it. Early next week, mainly dry weather continues, but chilly nights back in the upper 30s. Even though we don't have a lot of rain for the next seven days, models and our friends at the Climate Prediction Center still dangling a carrot of wetter than normal weather beyond the seven day forecast. All right, thank you very much, David. Well, the fight over a former state park is now over with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department admitting defeat. Now, I first told you about the battle over Fairfield Lake State Park all the way back in February. Well, after a lot of back and forth, Parks and Wildlife announced it will no longer try to use eminent domain to acquire the former parkland 70 miles east of Waco. Last month, a special commission determined the value of the 5,000-acre property at more than $418 million. Parks and Wildlife had appraised it at $85 million. As for why the department is backing off, the state says it just needs to manage state money wisely. The original park was on land the state leased for decades. The new owner, a Dallas-based developer, plans to turn the land into a luxury community. You can get all of the ins and outs of this story with digital reporter Christopher Adams continuing coverage over at KXAN.com. A Christmas classic rocking to the top, the old song taking the new number one spot on the charts. Wednesday, in the final debate of the year, the candidates have one last chance to make their case. Oh, and one more thing. Sirius XM's Megyn Kelly, News Nation's Elizabeth Vargas, and the Washington Free Beacon's Eliana Johnson. The News Nation Republican primary debate, Wednesday, 8 Eastern on News Nation. To find News Nation on your TV, go to joinnn.com. Right now, the horrific evidence being collected of sexual assaults during the Hamas attack on Israel. What eyewitnesses are revealing. Also, why streaming TV competitors may join hands. The new viewing choices coming your way when we see you here tonight. Well, the term good things come to those who wait really proved true for singer Brenda Lee today. She found out rocking around the Christmas tree, a song she released in 1958, hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart for the first time ever, if you can believe it. She'll perform it Thursday night on NBC's Christmas at the Opry. Lee says the song was relatively popular when she released it, but it went to another level when it was used in 1990 in the movie Home Alone. And here's what's so wild. She was only 13 when she recorded the original version of the classic song. Well, the holiday spirit continues with Mozart's All About Texas Christmas Lights Photo Contest. Austin's famed Lakefront Coffee Spot is asking you to send in a photo of your holiday light display. First place will win an iPad Pro. Second place will get a $250 Mozart's gift card. Third place will get a $100 gift card. And then 15 other standouts will be awarded $25 gift cards. There's also an audience choice award that will be determined by Facebook likes. The contest is open to all ages. To find out where and how to enter, just click on this story over at KXAN.com. I can almost taste the hot chocolate <laughs> now. Well, tonight on KXAN at 7, it's The Voice, followed by Found at 9. Then we're back with KXAN News at 10. Or as always, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 over on CW Austin. Here's where to find CW Austin.